This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Aaron Torres, host of the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast and on Fox Sports Radio. And uh, with Aaron Torres Media, he's got a little bit of, uh, of a finger on the pulse of a few fan bases across the Southeastern Conference. It's been an interesting week, start of a very interesting football season, Aaron. How are you today? Oh, I mean, I'm great. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of fans out there that don't seem like they're right now. Hey, listen, you know, Fayetteville is not the only place right now that, that seems that, like they're about ready for basketball season. You know, Nate Oates might be the most popular person in Tuscaloosa right now. Uh, I think with every Joe Milton overthrow, Tennessee is getting more and more ready for basketball season. So uh, it, it's a weird time. I mean, I, I, you and I were texting a little bit before the show, Phil. I, I, I know we, we love college football because of the passion of the fans. I don't. This might be hyperbole, and maybe I say it every year. I don't ever remember a season where it seems like there are as many fan bases kind of frustrated through two, two and a half, three weeks, whatever it is, uh, quite like this season over the last, the first few weeks. The difference is, we're, we're, I guess we're not used to feeling that frustration coming from Alabama you know, since Saban's first year. You'd be frustrated with the thought of potentially two losses by the end of the first month of the season. Um, is I mean, I know Saban gets a lot of criticism for this. Is a lot of it coming down on Tommy Reese as well? I mean, the two end up going together because one hires the other. But here in Arkansas, you felt the same thing between you know, criticism of Dan Enos that goes along with Sam Pittman. So, great question, Phil. Um, you know, I think Saban, I, I, I think, largely um, walks on water, right? And, and he should. I mean, he's the greatest to ever do it, in my opinion. You know, maybe others would disagree, whatever. Uh, what I think is going on in Tuscaloosa right now, though, is I, I think there has been frustration with the inability of the guys that Saban has hired to develop a lot of these players. And, and that obviously a lot of it falls on Saban from the, the developmental perspective as well. And part of it falls on Saban from the hiring perspective as well. And, you know, I think when, when we were in the, the kind of second half of, of Saban's run in 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, whatever, I think we all just kind of thought, hey, the next Lane Kiffin, the next Steve Sarkeesian is just going to show up. And that just hasn't happened. I mean, you know, Tommy Reese is, is 34 years old, but, you know, I mean, you think, think about Lane, like, think about this. Lane Kiffin not only had been a head coach at USC in Tennessee before he got the Alabama offensive coordinator job, he had been an NFL head coach. Steve Sarkeesian had coached at the highest level. Tommy Reese, maybe one day we'll get there. But, I mean, I don't remember him being a candidate for other, like, head coaching jobs uh, before he got hired at Alabama. So it just speaks to, you know, I, I think where the, the criticism is with Saban is has he missed on a few of these coordinators? And then I think the reality is creeping in, too, is like, you know, I, I think it's becoming increasingly hard for him to get people to work for him. He's a demanding guy. You know, the, the stat uh, my buddy Ryan Fowler threw out to me this week was, 42 out of 52 weeks a year, he expects you to work seven days a week. That is insane, guys. And I know how hard you guys work. Phil, I know you're on the road all the time. 
seven days a week, 42 out of 52 weeks a year? You know, if you're a, a coach that's made your money, I just don't know who's going to want to do that. So that, to me, is where the criticism of Saban has come in. And I think really what it is, though, what it speaks to is there has been, and there's no doubt about this, just an inability to develop guys because they have way too much talent to look as bad as they do right now. Just going across the road to to Auburn, you got Auburn versus A and M this week, which I think is a sneaky sneaky good game. Uh, could could it be over for A and M this early as well? Can Auburn go into College Station and and beat this Aggie team? Yeah, A and M is one we didn't even mention a minute ago, Matt. And I agree with you. Is is that I, I think if if Texas A and M loses this game, like I, I don't know how realistic it is that Jimbo Fisher gets fired uh, with that crazy, crazy, crazy buyout. Um, But I I do know, if you can't beat Auburn at home in year one of of a Hugh Freeze era where, uh, I think Freeze is a good coach, but they have so many new players. They are so far from being where they need to be. I, I don't know that publicly Jimbo Fisher will be able to recover from that. What's kind of ironic is with the way the rest of the SEC has looked, it's like if you do get a win and you do look good, then all of a sudden you look up and you say, well, wait a second now. Alabama's coming to town in a few weeks. Their quarterback situation's a mess. Um, you know, we'll see about Ole Miss. We'll, Mississippi State, as I told you guys last week, I just don't think is very good. Um, and I think A&M now all of a sudden could have some momentum going into the heart of SEC play. Obviously, I know they play uh, Arkansas next week, so that, that's a game that um, you know would be at the forefront. But I do think if they win and they win convincingly and they look good, it, it's one where I think the fan base – let me put it this way. I think the fan base could go one of two very drastic directions this weekend. You win and you look good. I think there's a lot of enthusiasm with the, with the way the rest of the SEC has looked. You either lose or you win ugly – and I think there is major, major, major concern going forward. And obviously, if you lose, period, there's going to be a lot of questions for Jimbo Fisher. What's your uh, What's your viewpoint on this Arkansas LSU game? Now, not a lot of folks, um, I think, outside the state of Arkansas are giving the Hogs much of a shot. Um, even within the state, the sports book that's the most popular here in Arkansas has. Uh, LSU is 17 and a half point favorite. Um, I mean, I'm expecting to see a, a, a good ball game. What, what's different about this game than any other time these two programs have met, Aaron, is that it's the conference opener instead of getting LSU after they play Alabama or getting them the last week of the season, which happened for, I think, uh, like 25 straight years or longer than that. Um, and you're getting LSU after they played tremendously against Mississippi State, and it comes after Arkansas, you know, really laid an egg um, and beat themselves against LSU. Or against BYU, yeah, pardon first, me. No, no, no. Yeah, first of all, I, you know, I, I, I don't know the history of this game like you guys do, but obviously I think back to Darren McFadden on Thanksgiving weekend, and, and I know that Missouri's kind of been force-fed as a rival to Arkansas fans. And I, I know that's another debate for another day, I'm not, you know, in terms of where Missouri is. But I just bring it up because um, because I, I was surprised to see this so early in the schedule. But I, as far as the game is concerned, my personal opinion, I know maybe Hogs fans are a little bit down right now, I think two things are true in this game. I don't think LSU is as good as they looked against Mississippi State. I'm very down on Mississippi State. I told you that last week, guys. Um, and if you watch that game, and I don't know if you guys had a chance to because I know you're covering Arkansas, I mean, LSU could do no wrong. And Malik Neighbors had, a, what was it, 239 yards passing, and it was our 239 yards receiving. And it was essentially all on the same play. Like, the, the, the analysts really did a good job of breaking down 
he was essentially beating his guy on the same route in Mississippi State never adjusted. So I don't think LSU is quite as good as they looked last week. And I don't think Arkansas is as bad as the final score reflected. I mean, the bottom line is that you guys know, I'm sure you've talked about it pretty much nonstop since last Saturday, 14 penalties in that game. You outgained BYU by 100-plus yards. Um, and, and, and I think there's a couple other things that, that are factors here. One, you have a veteran quarterback going on the road. You just can't put a price on that. Um, and I think everybody still inherently trusts K.J. Jefferson even after last week. Obviously, he wasn't the reason that they lost. And the other thing is, you know, LS, or, uh, excuse me, um, Arkansas has been able to get pressure on the quarterback this, this year. And I, I still think, I think Jaden Daniels is an upper-level SEC quarterback. I think he looked like a Heisman winner last week because there was essentially no pressure and he was able to just sit back and, and do what he had to do. So that's all a long-winded way of me saying I think it'll be competitive. I'm not going to sit here and lie to your audience and say that I think that they're going to go into Baton Rouge and get the upset, but I do think the 17 is two and a half. I think Arkansas makes a competitive rivalry game. I think this game will mean a lot to them. Aaron, top 10 game with Ohio State's athletes versus Notre Dame. And and I'd say Notre Dame probably has the better quarterback. I don't know if Hartman can play on Sundays, but I know he's seen a lot of football at this college level, and he's he's surely competent and good enough. Uh, Does Notre Dame have enough athletes? Can they compete? Can they actually win this game uh, against Ohio State? Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, um, I, I think it's interesting for a number of factors. But one, as you just said, Matt, it's not often that Ohio State has the inferior quarterback. It sounds weird because it's a top ten game. I, I do think there will be a little bit of heat on Ryan Day if they lose this game, Ohio State, just because you know at a certain point, you know, it, it becomes a trend that you lose big games when the talent is equal or superior. The one thing I will say about Ohio State, for for whatever reason, I think it was just a little bit of a, a quieter time slot last week. I watched a lot of that game against Western Kentucky. And you can sit there and say it's only Western Kentucky. Well, Western Kentucky has one of the best pass offenses in college football the last few years. And um, Ohio State's defense looked really good. And so I just bring it up because that's one game. I, I can't sit here and lie and say I have a super strong opinion. I think this is definitively going to happen. But what I do think is I think it could look a little bit different than people expect because I do think Ohio State's defense is probably better than people have given it credit for. And listen, they haven't been great defensively the last couple of years. We've seen them against Michigan. So I think people are kind of down on that group in general. But just watching them last week, I thought they looked really good on on defense. And like I said, I think this game is probably a little bit more closer and competitive uh, and probably a little bit more low scoring as well than people give credit for. Speaking of Michigan, better watch out. They finally get Harbaugh back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, better better watch out because they were playing for coach after a self-imposed three-game suspension. Yeah, very, <laughs> very, uh, very odd. Uh, well, 18. Was, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I, you know, they haven't blown people off the, the map, but one, it's hard to stay motivated when you know you're going to win. And two, like I was thinking, like, do they come out with the, like, extra motivation of – you know, we saw in week one they were holding up, you know, whatever it was, four fingers, three fingers for Jim Harbaugh. I'm curious if this is like a rallying cry in that locker room. I don't know if it is. I, I, that's one game where I, 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 Michigan's going to win, but I have no strong opinion on what to make of them through three weeks. That was all I was going to say. Well, another one of the, the, the storylines going into this game is, is TV ratings. And I usually kind of ignore a lot of the stuff about the ratings, but I think some people have made a pretty interesting point. Like With, with all the spotlight of Colorado and having this top 20 matchup at Oregon, 
and and being on primetime at ABC legitimately could end up with more viewers than Ohio State Notre Dame at night on NBC, which is crazy to think about, but there are some folks who think this could happen. Well, what's interesting to me, Phil, is it seems pretty clear to me that ES, and I'm not a, a, a TV expert. I, you know, I work at Fox, and I have no idea how it goes into these decisions. But the game is on ESPN, and it seems pretty clear to me that ESPN three, four weeks ago when they announced the game time made the conscious decision of we don't want any of our marquee games going head to head with Notre Dame, Ohio State, because even Florida State Clemson is a noon kickoff, and so you know. I bring it up because I think the thought was, hey, we can get a lot of eyeballs at that 3.30 slot. And now I'm sitting here saying, I bet if ESPN had to do it all over again, knowing what they know after the Colorado State game, I think they would take their chances of going head-to-head on Saturday with Notre Dame, Ohio State. Now, um, we'll never know. um, But listen, I mean, would it shock me based on what we've seen the last few weeks if, in fact, it outrated Notre Dame, or if it outrated Notre Dame, Ohio State, they wouldn't, to be perfectly honest, just knowing the eyeballs that were on that Colorado-Colorado State game. So, listen, I I know a lot of people get tired of the Dion talk, but you can pretend you don't care. People care. I mean, the the millions of people that were watching at 2.30 in the morning to see if they would win or to lose, I don't think it's hyperbole to say at least through three weeks we haven't seen anything quite like it in college football. The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey and Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey and Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey and Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey and Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. Nate Olson from Scorebook Live joining halftime here as usual on a Friday afternoon, a football Friday, Nate. And uh, had a lot of buys last week. Got a lot more games today. Yeah, much better. My OCD likes... uh the first week of the conference season where everybody is settled in a schedule uh, nice and neat and everybody's playing. We had two games last night. Um, but this is a, this is like the first Friday night where everything is kind of in order. So that's good. I like a full schedule. I like it when the conference alignment and uh, it, it should be an exciting team. I, I was talking on radio in Jonesboro earlier that it doesn't matter what you did these last three games. You went three and zero. You go zero and one tonight. That doesn't feel too good. You went zero and three. You go one and zero tonight. You feel a lot better about yourself. So, um, big big games for a lot of teams. You you want to win this first conference game and get going, and uh, we'll see how it all shakes out tonight. Even the Razorbacks. Let's win this first conference game, Phil. Yep. Yep. 
That's the way I'd view it. I mean, this one. is, but this is where this is where the the season really begins to take shape. I mean, you've had your, I mean, we've had some conferences already start, but um, this yeah. is where this is where it really starts to get going. Yeah, that, that's important to note too. I forget to mention that there are some leagues that have already started, including several teams in your coverage area in the six A West, uh, most notably. But for for most ninety percent of the conferences, it's tonight. And, you know, unlike colleges, um, you know, you're, you're not worried about a bowl game. Those, those non-conference games really, I mean, it's to get better. So if you get better losing, that's okay. And you're playing bigger, you know, better opponents and, and bigger conferences, that's one way to prepare. Um, but, but that record isn't going to help you to go to a state championship. You want to win that conference or get a good seed, you're going to do that by uh, doing well in league play, and that that obviously starts tonight for for a lot of the state. What about this uh, starting down here in kind of my area, Jermaine Petty and Greenland uh, facing on with uh, Charleston? Yeah, it's it's great you mentioned that. I don't know if you had a chance in your busy schedule to read a story about your great teammate Jermaine Petty, but uh, we did a good story on him, Steve Andrews. If you have not checked out some of his stories, he's done some really good stories. Um, from the Northwest Arkansas area mostly. But uh, he sat down with Jermaine last week. Jermaine's a great story because you know he's a guy that played, obviously, with you, Matt, had a standout career. We, we know a lot, a lot of people know him for making that stop in that seven-overtime game. Played a little bit in the NFL, but then he settled back in Northwest Arkansas, lives in Greenland, and is uh, a volunteer coach. So he started off with Pop Warner, then he did from junior high, still does that, and does varsity assisting. And uh, I think he's made a big impact on that program. I mean, talking to the head coach there, they you know, talked about how he really has a good influence with, with not only the skills and being able to, to teach some of those things. He was really instrumental in J.J. Hollinsworth's growth. He's, growth. he's with the Razorbacks now, a former Greenland DM, but just the character. You guys learned a lot of character from Coach Houston Nutt. Many of the guys that I know, you and Clint Sterner and Anthony Lucas, but you guys learned really how how to be in the community. And he he's doing that not only coaching but also uh, a city councilman, which I, I didn't know that. I thought that was pretty cool. His, his mantra is, if I'm going to live somewhere, I'm going to give back to it. So the football side of things, uh, Greenland is, is kind of inexperienced. You know, they've got one win. They've got a new coach. They've had, Lee Larkin was a coach for years, decades. He was there when I was there in 98. So uh, kind of a different era. And uh, this is an interesting matchup because they go to Charleston, which everybody in your area knows what kind of football tradition is there. They're 0-3. They did what I talked about earlier. They played an ambitious schedule. They just got them playing at Nashville. They're 0-3. We still think they're a state championship contender. Um, they've got Reese Marishka, who you know makes plays on both sides of the ball, and, and they're trying to fill some holes too. But we think by the end of the year, uh, the conference season, that they'll they'll have a chance to defend their championship. But big game for both teams because you know neither one of them probably their record is where they'd like it to be right now. But uh, you know it, it should be a good game, and, and Greenland I think you know has a, has a good win against Berryville upper class. So they're, they're not bad either. It could be a good game, and Charleston would love to get that goose egg off the record book. 
Nate, I got a text from uh, somebody who might have a vested interest in the in the uh, eventual outcome of this game. Can you handicap for me Springdale versus Rogers Heritage as they open up uh, their conference play today? Um, two two teams that desperately need wins, and and those are those are when you're looking at the schedule, Phil. When you look at the Razorback schedule, you look at any schedule, you circle games of hey, you know we we need to win this one. We should be favored to win this. Both of those teams have circled each other. They're, they're both at the bottom trying to develop. Both those coaches, Coach Hobbs, Springdale, Coach Munoz, are trying to, you know, re- to build a program. And it's difficult in the 7A West. I mean, we, we know what great football is played there. Uh, so both of them need to win this game to, um, you know, have a chance at the playoffs. I mean, it, this is the this is the one game where you circle like, hey, we can win it. Um, feel like you can win all games, I guess, but these would be ones that you would consider winnable. Um, I would think that you know Heritage has the edge a little bit. I think they're a little bit further in their development, um, but but they're both teams that you know are trying to get out of that cellar down there. So um, I think it could, you know, either team could win, but I think I would, if you're going to have me handicap it, I'd probably pick Heritage to win this game. What's your, uh, what's your favorite game? What's your, what's your favorite game this Friday? Well, in your, in your area in particular, and probably just, just overall really too, is Rogers at Southside, because I, I really like it when teams, you know, make kind of a uh, a surprising start when when they surprise us because you know we follow this all year long, Matt. You know, we're researching it. So if some if somebody does something we don't expect it, that that's something because we feel like we have a pretty good pulse on things. But Rogers three and O is not as surprising as Southside at three and O, and Southside is really. You know, looking like they could have something cooking here with Amari Tucker, uh, Kim Dameron. You know, he was a Razorback and a former college coach. You always got the impression talking to him and hearing him talk that that he was he could turn things around. It's just going to take some time. But whenever you coach the college program, you kind of have the blueprint of what needs to be done. Now, the thing with with high schools is you can't go out and pick up a quarterback and a receiver and a stud defensive lineman. You know, those guys have to come up through your system. But I think his wisdom and his approach and this late in his career has been refreshing with the Mavericks. And they're playing really good. And they've got two good running backs, including Amari Tucker, who are fantastic. And then on the other side, you've got Rodgers, who we expected them to be good, and they are good. But they're still one, you know, when we talk about the West, they're that third team. They're not Fayetteville or Bentonville yet, even though they did beat Fayetteville last year. So they're trying to establish themselves. So it's two kind of teams that, you know, you wouldn't think that are the main attraction tonight, but really they are. Uh, Dane Williams, great quarterback. I've told you before, converted defensive guy. Dad's a defensive coordinator there, needed him on on offense. And then they've got Jacob Jenkins, who's a good outstanding running back. This, This could be a really good game. And I think that's exciting for Southside fans because it hasn't been that phrase hasn't been uttered much in the last few years. This could be a good game with them, uh, and they would love to be one and zero. They would love to be in the position that Rogers is, where we're talking, hey, 
they could be knocking on the door of challenging Fayetteville or Bentonville. You know, right now that's how we feel Rogers is. If you know Southside wins tonight, all of a sudden we switch our focus to them. So that that is a favorite game of mine. I'm going to be uh, watching that one closely tonight. Well, you mentioned Fayetteville a number of times there. They got Bentonville West and Centerton tonight. Any chance Bentonville West pulls off an upset? I would be surprised if that happened, although they are playing very well with Coach Pratt, and they've got a quarterback named Dalton Rice who was thrust into the into the starting role unexpectedly. Their starting quarterback, uh, Casey, was injured over the, the summer in, a, in an accident and totally unexpected. So Rice has been thrust into that role. The thing you love about Fayetteville is they, they're putting up video game numbers. Drake Lindsay is committed to Minnesota, and he's doing what you'd expect a Power 5 Division One quarterback to do at the high school level. He, he's got a couple good receivers, and he's picking teams apart. Uh, and so they are right where we thought they would be. Uh, Benville West is playing pretty good. Uh, this is a test because it's on the road. I would expect a pretty high-scoring matchup and, and Fayetteville to win it. I just Lindsay is going to be, I think, the key to a run, and they're going to play Bentonville in a couple weeks in October. That'll be a huge one. We'll break that one down. But I, I like him. Uh, I like them because of him, because because he is he really plays like that, and it, it makes a huge difference um, when defenses are going against him. I think he exploits them some, um, and there hasn't been a defense yet that's really been able to slow them down. So uh, big, big advantage for them having him on their team. Nate, can you highlight a game out of the 5A West as they start conference play today for me, too? Yeah. P. Ridge at Prairie Grove uh, will be there tonight. This is another kind of game where, you know, we don't talk a lot about P. Ridge, but many people remember Bray Cook, the outstanding offensive lineman, and I think, you know, his O-line coach was Sam Pittman. They're still really good friends today, and, and he uh, – he, Pick Sam's brain a lot. I know Sam is really proud of him that his team is three and zero. They've they've taken their lumps, and their non conference schedule wasn't tremendous, but they they feel good that they were able to win those. And now playing a Prairie Grove team with Danny Abshire, who is known throughout the region as being a really great um, veteran coach there for like three decades. We did a story on him last year how long he's been there, but he runs that. That run-oriented offense, it, it can be hard to stop because you don't see it much, but they're playing without. or They played without last week in a, in a blowout loss to Metro Christian out of Tulsa without Connor Hubs, their good running back. And in, a, in an offense like this, you really rely on you know your running backs. And So I don't know if he's going to be playing uh, this week, but P. Ridge, it would be huge for them to get a win and go 4-0. And, and I know that Bray Cook, would, I mean, that he's looking for some – some positivity and some fire, and he's kind of found a little bit of a spark to beat Prairie Grove at Prairie Grove would be really huge for their program. Hey, Nate, I'm, I'm going to ask you to react to something that news just broke a few minutes ago, maybe 25 minutes ago about about this. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Anor Boateng from Little Rock Central committed to Missouri. Uh, feels like a little bit of a surprise. What do you think about this? That's surprising. Yeah, that, that's really surprising. I, I wouldn't have thought about Missouri. Um, there, there were other programs, but not them. The one thing I'll say, uh, too, about him is outstanding, outstanding player, probably 
one of the best. There's some younger guys, Sean Andrews' son, J.J. Andrews, who's really, really good, too, even though he's a sophomore. But Boateng is probably the class of Arkansas, and he's a good kid, very cultured guy, you know, it, uh, smart, um, gets great grades. So he's an outstanding person. That, that's a huge get for Mizzou. I, 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 you know, Arkansas would love to get all of them. It is impossible to do to get everybody. They do, must does a good job of getting a lot of the, of the guys to come there. And, and there's still some there's still some guys out there in Arkansas that he'll have a shot at. JJ Andrews is one of them. His dad went to school. You know, played with Sean or played with uh, Matt rather Sean Andrews. So. Um, there, there's still some guys out there, but yeah, that that is shocking to me. I'm I am surprised uh, about that move. Nate, last thing um, I saw that the uh, AAA and the and Scorebook Live have uh, an agreement to continue uh, for your organization to serve as the exclusive content provider for the AAA. I mean, this is big news, and you guys do tremendous work, so obviously the AAA uh, likes your work, too, and I think uh, the growth of the site and the growth of your coverage reflects that. I appreciate you bringing that up. That That's huge news for our company. That's huge news for me personally. I'm, I'm delighted to hear that. Um, really am. We, we, we value that relationship with them. And we're glad. We were very proud. I mean, and, and when you talk about this company, you know, we, we've only been in Arkansas. I think this is the fourth year. And so, and it's my second year being involved with it. In that short amount of time, we've made a great impact. And I think part of it is because we have been affiliated with the AAA, we've kind of helped each other. They've, they've given us some credibility with the coaches, because we are, because we can always say, I'd say that many times to coaches, well, you know that we are, you know, affiliated with the AAA, and that helps us with stats and things like that. But then on the flip side, I think we've helped them with some of our content and the scheduling, the brackets. So we've been great partners, and I'm just thrilled, and I know our company is thrilled to continue that relationship with them. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. Your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Passion is something that exists in all of us. I know we got a lot of passionate hog fans listening right now, and I know that all of you love football season. Dave Bushkill and his team over at Eastside Liquor are the exact same way. They can take care of all your tailgating and party needs, whether it's just a few beers or alcohol in bulk. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith to check off every item on your list. Eastside Liquor, your number one stop for Arkansas football this season. Can you feel it? Can you feel that golden hour, Matt? It's the finally made it to the end of the week. Football is right in front of us very soon. And um, uh, it's been an in- it's been a different week, hasn't it? Anytime the Razorbacks lose, it's 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 going to be a it's going to be a different kind of week. I hope I hope that this is not the kind of week that we get used to uh, over the next four weeks or in the future for this football season. 
but who knows what'll happen because this is this is where rubber's going to meet the road. The, this crazy stretch that we've been really previewing for the last four or five months is finally upon us, and it's our last hour to talk about it before it actually starts. Yeah, you show up, show up ready to play, go out there, have fun, make plays. Nobody's giving you a chance. Um, you know, I, I'm sure everybody in that locker room believes they're going to go out there and play well. And so let's, you know, go out there and play well. And then as a as a college football fan, man, man, there's a lot of games on Saturday I want to see. Uh, they're, they're the one going on that will start a little bit later than ours, that Ohio State-Notre Dame, probably flip over at halftime, you know, watch a little bit of it and hopefully – you know, Arkansas, we, we 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 get it going against LSU. I want to see Ole Miss, uh, Alabama. I, w- I want to see 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 kind of what happens there. I haven't really watched Jackson Dart play, so I, I kind of want to watch him play and see see how he looks. Be interested. I'd be interested to watch. Uh, though I guess I'll have to watch it on replay Sunday. A uh, and M and Auburn. Uh, I kind of want is going into A and M. The the problem for A and M is not the offense; it's the defense. And I'm not sure if Auburn's offense. Is anything to really be all that all that much afraid about? Um, I'm, I'm expecting A and M to have a. To you have think a good they game can put up forty? Yeah, and it just can can Auburn can Auburn do the same? I'd yeah. be surprised if no. Auburn's able to keep up with it. Um, oh yeah, we got to call Ty Richardson. We'd kind of forgotten to make. Oh, he's on hold. He is there. You called him, didn't you? So Ty Richardson is with us as he is behind enemy lines. Ty, uh, I heard you play this morning. Calling Baton Rouge. I hadn't heard it yet. I was kind of hoping I wouldn't hear it until I got to the state of uh, Louisiana. But you played it for me this morning and everybody else on the morning rush. Have you heard it even more since this morning? I'm sure you have. Yeah, it's it's been played a little bit. and It's kind of the anthem. Chuck was talking about it on his podcast this week. That it's just kind of what's played before games like Sweet Hole Alabama and Tuscaloosa and, and Auburn as well. Uh, it sounds to me you uh, you've had an interesting week, haven't you, Ty? Because I mean, everybody has in, in sports radio. Just just coming off a, a bad loss to BYU, but it seems that you've experienced the, a pretty wide range of emotions as far as where you were Monday to where you are today. I heard you pick Arkansas to win this game. Yeah, so I've been all over the place, man. I mean, I was just disappointed as anyone on Monday and frankly that's that, that felt that blood over to the show and uh, then just kind of slowly kind of I don't know just felt started seeing some positives and uh, I mean they don't have a like a, a great chance to win them all but I still think they're going to pull it out I've been staunch on that all summer guys and uh, I, I kind of reverted back and then I'm going back to it again so we'll see we'll see how tomorrow night goes when's the golf outing Right now, actually, taking a break from the hole. We're at uh, Santa Maria uh, out there, right in Baton Rouge, in the heart of Baton Rouge. So we are, uh, Matt, I've uh, I've been atrocious out of the sand today. Just awful. I've played okay otherwise, but my sand shots have been abysmal. Man, yeah, just keep in front of you. Sand shots, man, you get a throw, I think. Just throw just throw it out there when you're not looking. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty generous, gracious group that we're playing with. So it's... Uh, no, it's not like I'm playing with Clay, Chuck, and Tommy. It's uh, not a series. Y'all scrambling? Or y'all playing playing your own ball? I'm taking. I'm heeding Chuck's advice. I don't always do that, but I am playing my own ball today. Nice. Um, I've had some good shots. My irons have actually started to pick up the last couple of holes, but then my drives have failed me. That's how that's how it typically does, doesn't it? 
I mean, it's, it'd be rich coming from he to, from from me to hear this, but I know Chuck has kind of been on you about this a little bit. And the only <laughs> last time I played golf, it was a scramble. But let's be honest here: a scramble is not real golf, Ty. I mean, so you haven't really been playing it. Oh, he's right. I mean, Tommy, Tommy and him love to chastise me about that. And I, I, golf's one of those games where I'm so bad, and yet it's so fun. Like I, I usually don't enjoy things that I stink at, but golf actually falls in that category. But yeah, you're right. Scramble golf's not real golf. You got to start playing your own ball if you want to get any better, and go to the range too, which I've been lazy about. Ty, you think uh, we you think we get the run game going tomorrow? You think we have a running back go over 100 yards? You know, AJ was close. I heard you talking about it this week, Matt. I mean, you got to give him the football. Man, nine carries, near nearly 100 yards. I mean, you got to find a way to get the rock. And uh, I I think with with him, he's gained some confidence. And it's not like he lacked it, but. When you're thrust into a role that you're not generally accustomed to, it takes some changes and it takes some uh, kind of changes. I thought he had it last week against BYU. That, the thing about LSU is we know LSU is this like, incredible defense over the years that have NFL players all over the field. And they still got NFL caliber players on side, that side of the football. But, Matt, I, if I'm K.J. Jefferson and I'm wide receivers and I'm looking at the secondary right now, I should be able to take advantage of this. It's, and I am, I'm not a, maybe not necessarily licking my chops in the passing game, but I think I'm a little more confident in Arkansas's passing game tomorrow night than I would be the run game. I'm just hoping KJ's got a pocket to throw in and, and, and that he, and that he trusts those receivers to, to get out there and make those plays. Now you've been in Baton Rouge for, I mean, it's been longer than a day. Are are you feeling a buzz there? I know it's going to be kind of crazy tomorrow night, but you can always feel uh, in Fayetteville in Northwest Arkansas when a big game is approaching. What's the, what's the sense around Baton Rouge so far? Oh, let me paint the picture for you guys. So last night, ran into several Arkansas fans. I've got about 20 or so people I know that are making the trip that are already here, making the trek down from somewhere in northwest Arkansas or central Arkansas this weekend and, and River Valley as well. I think you're going to see a lot of red tomorrow night. Or tomorrow night. I really believe that. And it's, that's not, that's not uh, necessarily uncommon for these games. I think a lot of Arkansas fans make the trek to Baton Rouge. But and LSU fans are excited about their team. Jaden Daniels is is one of the best quarterbacks in college football, probably the best QB in the SEC. So this is not like when you went down in 2015 and their hopes to die. They still believe they can get to an SEC championship based on how this team's constructed. Are you spending a full month behind enemy lines? Because this is the first of four in a row. Oh, yeah, Phil. I'm going to be with with you every single weekend. So we'll, we'll find a way to meet up at one of these locations, whether it's, Baton Rouge in a few hours, or Dallas, or Oxford, or Tuscaloosa. Um, I, I like that. Listen, I get I, I get fortunate things to do a lot of awesome things with this company. I appreciate Tommy and our sales staff for putting these things together. As it's, there, there is nothing like going to an opposing SEC venue and then and then getting a win. I don't know how many they'll get in this road trips. Hopefully, at least one. But guys, it's pretty special. Matt, you experienced it in person. I can't. It's this fun for me. Just. As a fan, I can't even imagine what it was like to win a road game in the SEC from your vantage point. Man, it'd be uh, Coach Pittman's biggest win if uh, we find a way to beat LSU. That's for sure. What uh, do, do you eat the Cajun food, Ty? What What do you have to eat when you get down there? Oh yeah, man, food and balls, uh, gumbo, crawfish, you name it. It's going to get eaten. I mean, I'm not I'm not picky. I'm not selective. Uh, my dad, growing up, that was like his favorite food was. Uh, 
was Cajun food that we didn't have that often. Um, and so whenever I get a chance, they, they, my parents love going to New Orleans. Um, Baton Rouge is like my favorite college town. So we, we're going to go to Phil, Phil's tonight. That's one of my favorite uh, restaurants of any college city that I've been to. It's fantastic. Well, enjoy the food, Ty. Enjoy the game. I know I'll see you there tomorrow at Tiger Stadium. Uh, and, uh, and hey, be safe out there on the golf course. Crazy things happen on golf courses in Baton Rouge. All right, guys, I almost got hit. I had to block a, a screaming uh, six iron that was running right towards me. I had to block with my club earlier. So, uh, it's wild on the frontier. <laughs> yeah, I the golf course was going to be the frontier. It's mm. Ty Richardson. <laughs> Have fun out there, Ty. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more Prize picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Prize picks is a skill based, real money daily fantasy sports game. How does it work? Well, you pick two to six players, and if they will go for more or less than their prize picks projection. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Find out all about it at prizepicks.com slash HTL and use code HTL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash HTL and use the code HTL for that first deposit match of up to $100. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. PrizePicks.com, daily fantasy sports made easy. Talking now with Neil Atkinson from Betts Harrison on a big start to the weekend of college football and everything else going on across sports. Neil, how are you today? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Been one heck of a week. A lot's been going on. Uh, upgrades, uh, wonderful stories in the sports world this week, and uh, a lot of anticipation about this weekend's games. One of the narratives going into last week is that it was just sort of a so-so week as far as games were concerned of interest in college football. <laughs> turned out you had some, some really, really good games. It's totally different this weekend. Does that get reflected in, in the handle for the weekend, uh, specifically for college football? Are there more bets this weekend than you saw last weekend at this time, or is it just kind of uh, about the same? It really is about the same. Now, each weekend we have broken a record. You know, uh, we broke a handle record uh, uh, the first college football Saturday, second college football Saturday, broke another handle record. Uh, and, and that's 
a single-day record that even surpassed the Super Bowl of last year. And, frankly, we expect it to uh, be at that, if not above again this week, because we're seeing a... uh, uh, a tremendous growth curve in sign up, so naturally you expect it to get bigger each and every week. And um, but it might be a little bit different this week because usually you have a little bit of a downturn after the hometown favorite loses, like like what happened last weekend. Yeah, you do have a lot of big games. Uh, one of the ones I'm interested in, Neil, is that that Ole Miss Alabama game. And, and ha- oh yeah, has it, does the line change much with you know with Saban? Because uh, when he announced that Milrow was going to be the starting quarterback. Quarterback because I guess that's two weeks back to back weeks they've started different quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, what, what is very very interesting. This is something that I have not seen in a long time, and and I'm I'm going with the the the, the, the nationwide statistics because you know we have outliers you know because we're in SEC country, but nationwide on the money line, fifty six percent of the money on the money line is on Old Miss at Alabama. That's mm. something that you never see or we're not accustomed to seeing very, very frequently. So, And, and if you go with the point spread, uh, Ole Miss is 44% of the action versus Alabama, 56%. But I thought that was really, really interesting. And, of course, you're getting some positive odds if you're betting on Ole Miss, too. Uh, you're getting uh, plus 225. So people... You know, think Alabama is vulnerable, and um, 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 they're, they're they're betting with their they're betting with their head on this one. It looks like. I know the Arkansas game is always the most popular on on Betsarazin because this isn't this is an app and a website that operates exclusively within the state of Arkansas. What is the second most popular game this weekend on Betsarazin? Well, right now, um, it, every week it has been uh, the second most popular game has been the Colorado right now this season this week the alabama game is starting to take a little bit more center stage um right now here's here's something that i think is very very interesting on the money line uh, th- this is kind of flooring me a little bit 50 percent arkansas 50 percent lsu and and on the point spread people are taking 60 percent on arkansas versus 40 percent on lsu so that's the way the public is betting it so, but this week, uh, the Alabama Ole Miss, um, I think, and I think a lot of that is, is, is people love to bet against Alabama unless you're in the state of Alabama or an Auburn fan. Neil, Champions League started uh, on Tuesday. You had a Europa League yesterday. Uh, how, how's the soccer betting world going? Well, soccer's going really, really good, and uh, I don't know if you saw, but uh, I actually woke up last Saturday morning all pumped up for uh, the action on uh, college football Saturday, and about 10 or 11 o'clock, I get a little ping. Uh, Somebody just hit a 14-team soccer parlay for, uh, they bet $5, and they won over $116,000, and it was a female better. So uh, I woke up to that. I'm like, well, today is already interesting. But yeah, I looked at the ticket, and uh, you know what was amazing about the ticket is, is that uh, in soccer is is three way action, and and what what uh, American betters forget about that time. They don't bet the tie. Well, in 14 legs, there were no ties selected, and in, of those 14 games, there were no ties, and they were all competitive games. You know, for for a payout that high, um, she bet a lot of competitive games. Um, could gone either way and uh, it was it was great seeing a five dollar ticket uh, return that amount of money and uh, it was fun to see it on a sport other than our core American sports that's one of the biggest returns on a on an investment that I've ever seen before Neil I mean that's got that's got to stand out even in, in your lengthy career <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, it did hurt, but, um, you know, it was funny. Last weekend, uh, college football was not a good day for the batters. I mean, there was a lot of crazy stuff that happened. You look at what happened to Tennessee. They were a favorite. Of course, you know, uh, people are going to bet on Arkansas. Um, and, and then you had a couple of other games that go that way. Sunday flipped the script totally on us. Uh, we lost, you know, uh, the players did very, very well on Sunday. Uh, we lost some money, and then uh, Monday night football wasn't all that great for us either. So, uh, yeah, they kind of flipped the script. The weekend started kind of bad for the betters, but uh, they, they equaled the playing field by the time Monday night football was over. Which, which, which kind of football do the betters normally do uh, better and or are more successful in? Is it college or, or NFL? Um, the NFL is more competitive. You know, you, you don't have 20-point spreads uh, all the time. There's a few in the NFL. You know, the NFL, we have the old monitor any given Sunday. The NFL is tougher in the long haul than it is than it is with college because we have official data sources and a lot of data uh, that's out there with with it was NFL and people um, uh, really really gear on that and and you're dealing with professional athletes that that have been playing they've been recruited they're in a system it's a different level of play um, so the, the NFL typically is lower margin than the college game because the college game just frankly with the college kids and the transfer portals and and you're dealing with 18 19 20 year old kids um, there's a little bit more volatility in, in college football so um, we tend to do a little bit better there Neil on to another gladiator sport is uh, is UFC you got Arkansan in UFC this weekend Absolutely. You got Bryce Mitchell in, the, in, in UFC this weekend, and we put some specials around them, um, and, and there's a lot of interest in it because um, we were missing some of the markets uh, that some of the other operators had, and, and, and we like to pride ourselves on having the most content, so uh, when, when one of our guys caught us out on that, uh, we got to work and, uh, and, and level the playing field there, and we put some uh, uh, Bryce Mitchell, he goes by Thug Nasty uh, specials out, and, and that's Arkansas born and bred. And, and of course, you know, it, it, we got to have Arkansas content for our Arkansas sports betters. Uh, let's see here. Are we st- are we able to uh, to to buy and sell uh, bets yet at Bet Sarazen? Has this been released yet? Yes, it has. It, it is has been released in a beta mode. So this is uh, will not be available on your app right now. But if you do log into the Bet Saracen website from your desktop PC over the internet, cannot be it still cannot be a tablet. It has to be a PC and a full uh, web version. Uh, you will see the Bet Swap beta, and when you you do have to be logged in to be able to see the bets that people are listed for sale on the marketplace. Of course, you have to be logged in if you want to sell one of your bets. It's very, very simple, very, very intuitive. You just click on the bet swap, and, and if you look at your bet slips, you there's, a, there's an icon there where if you want to sell that bet, you just click on it. You name the price of it. We will suggest what the market price should be based on current odds, but, of course, you can set the price that you want to on it listed. And um, even though we haven't talked about it because it's kind of in the beta uh, thing, we already are having people uh, buy and sell some bets on it. And um, 
I, I, I ran some numbers. Only 2.5% of our transactions are done on a PC. All of the rest of it's on mobile. But we wanted to put out the beta version uh, just to test it, make sure uh, everything was working correctly. And, uh, and and we're really, really happy on how uh, it's operating uh, the first two days that we've turned it on. Neil, how's the uh, Colorado fever? Is it still going strong? It is absolutely still going strong. And let me look at the uh, – it's funny. I mean, who talked about Colorado last year? What did they win? One game last year, if I'm not mistaken? One in 11. So – yeah, one and eleven, and here they are, three uh, and zero, um, and and everybody's talking about it. It's a great story in college football. I know people have opinions on um, maybe Dion style, but you know, I you, you can't you, what he accomplished there at Jackson State and what he's accomplished in there is 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 you know that transfer portal it has changed college football. And I'm looking at the point spread. Sixty seven percent of the world is betting on the Colorado uh, Buffaloes against the Oregon Ducks. And let me tell you this, this is crazy. They are a 20-point favorite. Right now, people are taking the money line. Uh, 85% of the money line bets on this game are on the Colorado Buffaloes, a 20-point favorite. And that's just amazing. So, you uh, can't have ever seen anything I, like that before, right? That's unique. I. No, yeah, I, I really have not seen anything like that uh, that I can recall. But um, you know, um, that could change. You know, it's always it's, it's, it, you know that could change on Saturday right before the game. Uh, but yeah, that is something unusual, and there's a lot of hype around that. One of my favorite things to ask are the new sports uh, that you're able to put on Bet Sarazen. Because I know table tennis is really, really popular overnight. So, what are the new sports mm-hmm. that betters can have a little fun with? Yeah, let me let me pull those up. The gaming I was at the gaming commission yesterday, and um, what we do is is we are per- periodically reviewing what sports are approved in other jurisdictions, and even though these sports are not going to be the most betting sports, that there is a demand for them. So uh, we want to always offer uh, uh, all of that because if we don't offer it, the only place that people can go is is maybe the black market, and we don't want people going to there um, um, because, you know, it's not fair, it's not transparent, you don't have a dispute, mechan- uh, a dispute mechanism. But we th- some of these sports are, are kind of outliers. Like one of them is action sports, but that's like the street-laid uh, – Street League Skateboarding, Paintball, and World Chase Tag. We've got Badminton, Beach Soccer, Beach Volleyball, Biathlon, not that's the non-Olympic ones. Uh, we, we, we've even tried to get chess on there. Uh, the Gaelic Games, which include the Gaelic Football, uh, Handball, uh, Netball, things of that nature are, are a lot of the things that, that we're doing. There's not a huge demand, but... Who knows if we're going to ever be in a situation where we have a disruption in sports, those outlying sports, uh, and we always want to have content. And, 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 if, and if you're going to be going to your sports betting site, you, you want your sports betting site to have everything uh, that's out there in the marketplace. And that's all we're trying to do is, is give you the menu that, that the players ask for and not give you a reason to go anywhere else. Well, you're definitely giving them what they asked for, Neil, because you guys are dominating across the Ar- across the Arkansas market. Always appreciate these conversations. Thank you so much, and have a great weekend. All right, everybody. Bet with your head and not over it. Sports betting has got to be fun and entertaining. And uh, have fun with it. Download BetSaracen.com. Check us out. And uh, hopefully, if you make any bets this weekend, hopefully the ball bounces in your direction. 
You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at HitThatLine.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.